0: Time to embrace the ugliness. Let's talk about it. Today's quick cast is brought to you by Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com, where if you enter boiled at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Mom, thanks for watching. Hey, everybody, your Boilermakers play Iowa tonight, and this is one of the final two games of the 2019 2020 regular season. Of course, they play Iowa and Iowa City, and then welcome Rutger to God's country. But first, Purdue's got to embrace the ugliness. What do I mean by this? Well, this Purdue team, the one over my shoulder that put on a clinic versus Iowa the last time uh, these two teams played, isn't really this team. They're not really the dynamic scoring machine that we saw versus Iowa. They're not a finesse team. They're not a team that scores a bunch of points. They kind of are what they are. I think everybody was waiting for a switch to be flipped all season. We all kind of hoped there was a little bit more continuity coming and a little bit different look coming from this team. But they are what they are. And when this team's really, really good, sure, when they shoot the lights out like that, like they did a couple times this season, they're incredible. But that's really not what this team is. That's kind of the exception, the every now and again team. The real Purdue team here is a poorly scoring offensive team. And when you're a team that doesn't score very well, when you're a team that doesn't have good offensive rhythm, you've got to be gritty and ugly and win all the 50-50 balls. Real simply, Purdue has to embrace the ugliness of their game, embrace the truth of what they are. And they are an okay team at best. I gave up on this a couple of weeks ago, honestly. I, I said to myself, this isn't a tournament team. And I probably said it a lot longer than that. You, If you listen to the podcast and QuickCast, you could hear it in some code, and you could probably hear me say it outright in the podcast. I just have not believed in this team as an NCAA tournament team for a long time. Granted, last year I did the same thing, and that team rallied and came together and gelled. This team isn't going to do that. There's not another offensive level that you can dig out of this team just because the shooters are inconsistent, the offensive flow is poor because so many guys are kind of uncomfortable feeding the post, and point guard play has been inconsistent at best. It's great to see Nojel Eastern playing like he's been playing the last couple weeks. He's really been one of the stalwarts, one of the guys who has been consistent, especially during this that four-game losing streak before the IU game. But still... Even his play has not been at the level I think any of us thought it would be. We thought Aaron Wheeler would be a consistent scorer. We thought Sasha Stefanovic would be a consistent scorer uh, from deep. And this team just isn't what we thought they were going to be. You can't do much about that at this point other than say, what can you do? What can you do right now to make the odds of winning go up? And to me, it's simple. They've got to get dirty. They've got to get grimy. If there's a loose ball, you dive for it. If there's any chance to get a rebound, you do what you can to do it, and you never watch a ball, a loose ball, just get out there. I have this feeling, and while I I, I give Nojel Eastern a lot of credit for being one of the consistent guys the last few weeks, Nojel Eastern almost looks like a guy that wants to save his energy for the big offensive play, meaning he wants to put himself in a position to succeed at the end of the game, but doesn't – give the full defensive effort that he once did all the time. We saw it versus the IU uh, at the end of the half of the IU game when Eastern was guarding IU's point guard. He's coming up the uh, court. I believe that was fantasy. Not positive. Don't really care. But Eastern was guarding him, and then Hunter came over on the help, got the steal, and then Hunter finished with the dunk. But Eastern's defense was reckless and beautiful and hard-nosed, and he doesn't really play that way all the time. That defense reminded me a bit of what Raphael Davis used to play at Purdue. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a much tougher brand of defense to get around. And like Davis, Davis had good size, but Eastern has great size, great strength, and is a really tough guy to get around when he is turned up like that. What Purdue needs to do is say, there is no tomorrow at this point. Sasha Stefanovic needs to be the Sasha Stefanovic we saw versus IU last year at Assembly Hall, a guy that just frustrates the hell out of opponents and does things that that make people just angry. No, Joel Eastern's got to be a guy that says, you know what, I'll get get my wind in a second when I go sit on the bench, but for the next two to five minutes, I'm going to go absolutely all out and become the pain in this guy's side because without his defense being at a high level, Purdue is in big trouble. And of course, Matt Harms, who I believe has been injured for more than a month, needs to dig deep and find a way to be the shot blocker that he once was and that he hasn't been consistently this season. He's got to find a way to hold the post. And I think that injured hip, which he doesn't talk about, he doesn't doesn't say it's an issue at all. But it looks to me like he's a guy who cannot hold his position as well as he used to hold it before he got injured. The good news about Harms is he's going to be back next year, and he will be the guy that we we came to know uh, as Purdue fans. He's going to be strong, but right now, he's got to just play through the pain that he's been in since, I think, that Iowa game when he took the knee to the hip. This Purdue team is a curious team. The Purdue team is unlike any Purdue team I've ever seen with the high highs and the ridiculously low lows on the road like what we're going to see tonight, these first halves have been painful and awful and debilitating and uh, some of the worst basketball I've ever seen as a Purdue fan. And what it's done to a lot of Purdue fans, said they'll come in, watch the first five to seven minutes and say, that's it, I can't take it anymore. And you can't really blame them. But at the same time, it's a tough team to have these feelings towards because these are all likable guys. I've been saying that all season. It's such a weird thing to say, this is a tough team to watch it's a tough basketball team to watch for long periods of time just because they are likable guys they are hard-working guys They're just not a great basketball team and now a word from our sponsor visit aj's purdue's favorite burger on campus and boiled sports favorite burger try a pint of one of their 12 beers on tap or 20 other beers great burgers great appetizers aj's would a purdue win over iowa and a purdue win versus rutgers at mackey be enough to get them the, the tournament bid who are they going to invite? That's the real question. If you watched a lot of college basketball, if you watched last weekend alone, you saw tons of good teams lose to, lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. Tons of NCAA teams are just not great this year. I joked around to people away from the site that there are about 16 teams that deserve to be in the NCAA tournament this year, and that's really not much of an exaggeration. The problem is you need 68 teams to fill the field, and there are just a lot of bad teams out there. Purdue is in that group, that massive group on the bubble. Purdue is probably on the low side of the bubble, sliding down right now. That four-game losing streak was all but their death knell. Still, they're alive. And if they can beat Iowa, if they can play like there's no tomorrow versus Iowa, they could get into the tournament. I've said for a while that I think 17 regular season wins would get this Purdue team into the tournament. I don't trust that the... Big Ten tournament matters all that matter, that much to the committee. I never have thought that, and I still think that. So to say Purdue beating Iowa, then Rutgers, and then one or two games in the tournament gets them in, I, I don't know how you can come to that conclusion simply because the committees have all but ignored the tournaments from the conferences the last few years. I think it's going to stick that way. Here are the facts. Purdue has a pretty high net ranking in the 30s. Purdue has been relatively solid at times, and Purdue has been atrocious at other times. They've got that really bad loss versus Nebraska. That's really the black eye on the whole season. But they've got a bunch of cases of, hey, we just can't play well on the road. Tonight versus this team, this Iowa team, is a good chance for Purdue to prove once again that they are something that really they haven't been the whole season. Just a consistent, tough team. They really struggle on the road. They are who they are at this point. We know that. The good news is re- reinforcements are coming. You guys know it. There's all the red shirts coming and the freshmen. And then we just got the great news uh, last night of a 2020, uh, 2021 verbal. I'm not going to get too much into that just because I don't talk about recruiting all that much until the guys are signed. But I will say... Boy, the future is bright for this basketball team. I've always thought 2021 would be a good season. Now you can even start looking ahead 21, 22, 23. This program is really gonna be lined up and the problems that they're having right now, the offensive woes that we're seeing are gonna be a distant memory in the coming seasons. I'm pretty positive of that. But really, when you look at this program under Matt Painter, what are the teams that have been the scariest for other opponents to deal with? I would argue, Those teams are the teams that had the meanness to them, the brawn, kind of the edge that made them what Purdue basketball has become. And when you have that leader who's the bulldog, the guy who's just a bad dude, this team gets amplified. The identity gets amplified always. Purdue simply doesn't have that bulldog on this team, and that's been their problem all season. I don't think you can can rectify it that quickly, just say, tonight, let's flip the switch. We're back to what creates the high-level Purdue basketball that we've become accustomed to. It's just a bunch of nice guys. Nothing against being a nice guy. You need some nastiness on the basketball court. You need some nastiness on a team to really get them charged up. We saw it last year year with Carson Edwards. We saw it with Biggie Swanigan. We saw it with other Purdue players in the past during the Matt Painter tenure and even before. I just hope they can pull something off in Iowa City that I don't expect. They've done it a couple times this season where I just thought they're not gonna win this game and then they found a way to do it. Maybe they can find some heroics again tonight. And if they do that, they're gonna be cooking. And uh, we might see a really, really good Purdue team come back to Mackey versus Rutgers to get that 17th win. Tough place to play, though. Iowa City is always difficult. And you know Fran's head's going to be popping off uh, multiple times tonight. And let's hope he's real frustrated. Because when he's frustrated, that means Purdue's done their job and made life difficult on him. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And let's hope our boilers get the W tonight. God bless you. BS all the time.